no one will ask me to be president of this organization. So <laughs> you okay. never know. I mean, if I you know. offer, I, I might ask you. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to At WCSU, the podcast that tells you everything about Western Connecticut State University and a little bit about other subjects, too. I'm Paul Steinmetz, here with Pete Puccio, and today we're diving into an organization outside WestCon. It's the Latino Scholarship Fund, which for more than 25 years has helped students from Fairfield County and New Milford pay for college. Pete, you're heavily involved in charitable work yourself, aren't you? I don't know if I'd say heavily involved, but I do try to pitch in. You do. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Driving the kids to school doesn't count. <laughs> no, th- then I guess I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Well, let's hear about a uh, real charitable fund and uh, the president, Allison Ruiz. Yeah, it's great. And a real human being. You know, a lot of times, like, you talk to people who, who do stuff, and they're very, I don't know, detached. And, you mm-hmm. know, I, I don't know if it's certain people are drawn to that type of work or, or what it is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Allison was great, very down-to-earth, yes. very real. Um, yes. Kind of, you know, able. it seems like she's able to see... See the work realistically and not I sometimes just people seem like they think they're saving the world yes. or you know so it was it was really refreshing to see that too. No, that's an excellent point. You're right about that. Wow, thanks. <laughs> well, Allison Ruiz, thanks for joining us today. Uh, to our audience. Allison is the president of the Latino Scholarship Fund, which has been in Danbury for more than two decades and the surrounding area. So Allison, tell us what is, uh, what is the Latino Scholarship Fund? So first, I'd like to say thank you for having me, for inviting me. I'm so excited to sit here and have a chat with you. So the question, you said, what was what is Latino Scholarship Fund? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Latino Scholarship Fund, in my definition, we're a nonprofit based out of Danbury, and we give out scholarships every year to high school seniors in uh, Fairfield County and New Milford. And we're currently, you know, working to continue to give out these scholarships annually. You know, COVID definitely had some sort of... Uh, I want to say negative effect in a way, but it was definitely proof that we're here. We're here to stay no matter what comes our way. Um, Last year, we awarded $28,000 in scholarships, and the plan is to keep that going and keep on giving out monies just as much, if not more, annually. That's great. And the scholarships range from... A high to a low, right? Right. So the amount that we give out annually differs. So mm-hmm. depending on how much we get and um, how much we raise that year is how much we will award. So last year it was $28,000. Um, it ranged from about $2,000 for a student to I think the highest was 5000 if I'm not mistaken. Um, and we had a total, I think, of eight recipients. And um, so obviously, you know, the amount's going to differ each one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all based on how they score in the algorithm that we have, you know, based on financial need, on their grades, um, their volunteer work in the community, and how they do in their interview that we, we schedule with them. So there are a lot of factors that go into it and why they got X amount of money. Um, but it's not to say that any one of them is, you know, <laughs> better than the other. It's just how the algorithm worked. Mm-hmm. And I think that all of the applicants we get, 
I've heard from the selection committee, it gets harder every year because we just have really amazing students that are doing applications for them. And I think that they struggle with like, okay, how are we going to say who gets mm -hmm. more or less? Because they're all doing really, really well. So. Mm -hmm. And there's a minimum GPA, right? Right. We do have a minimum GPA. Um, I don't want to give the exact number because <laughs> I don't recall off the top of my head. But our application um, will be live in February. The first week of February, we have it live. The year prior, we do have the application from 2022 school year, right? Mm -hmm. um, that application is on the website. Nothing is going to change too much, nothing drastic. We're going to keep the GPA requirement the same, uh, but that's going to be on the website there. So if anyone wants to visit www.latinoscholarshipfund.com, all the information as far as requirements are listed on there. Great. And how long has uh, the Latino Scholarship Fund been going? So it started in 1995. Um, I think that there there has been a lot of change with um, with presidency, and, and you know it started with the founders, Eliana, and uh, Pete Kalman. So they began it and they started, you know, just with their friends, from my understanding. And their and neighbor in their uh, living room, right? Yeah. So, you know, obviously we've, we've progressed. Now we have an entire board um, and still trying to keep what they founded, you know, at the heart of what we're doing. So, um, you know, with the change in, in presidency, obviously there's change in the way the organization goes. But I think, you know, for... Us starting in 95 into where we are now, I think we, we should take pride in mm. how far we've come and the accomplishments we've made and the amount of money we've given out. Um, so I'm, I'm just looking forward to how much more we can do yes. in the next couple of years. Mm. I'm on the board, too. I wasn't there when it was founded. But uh, <laughs> the story uh, about how uh, why Ileana and Peter felt compelled to found the uh, scholarship fund is interesting, too. So I think that they're, they were looking at it, you know, as a Latino, um, Ileana. I, she's Puerto Rican, I believe, mm -hmm, right? I think so, yeah. So seeing that at that time, majority of the Latinos in the high school were not going on to college. In Danbury High. Right. So I think at the time it was about 20% of Latinos going. Mm -hmm. And then to be able to see now it's 80% or more of Latinos are going to college. And I think that Latino Scholarship Fund definitely had a great role in that because it gave these students faith. Like, you don't need to have every single dollar covered. But if you're getting any type of help from us, mm -hmm. it's, it's enough, right? Mm -hmm. It can cover, I think now we've required the minimum scholarship to call, cover a credit for, for college yes. and nothing less. Mm -hmm. And it's because we've seen the need, like a couple hundred dollars isn't as impactful as covering an entire credit for, yeah, for college. Of course, really. Right. right. So um, I think making sure that we're being impactful in the scholarships we give definitely has been something that we've learned with time. You know, instead of giving 100 students $100, let's give less students um, more money. So mm -hmm. I think that's definitely been been a great impact on on the recipients you know I was working in Danbury 20 more than 20 years ago and it's definitely true the um, school district that the time wasn't really concentrating on the issues uh, Latino students young immigrants or fa kids from immigrant families mm -hmm. were having the school district's done a lot better job but 
There's no question, I think, that the uh, Latino Scholarship Fund had an impact, too, a big impact uh, in the ways that you said, and just having another uh, voice out there of support, too. Absolutely. I think we've begun to do more free seminars with the Latino Mm -hmm. Scholarship as opposed to just being someone who gives out scholarship. I remember I went to a radio station um, with Karen, and one of the questions the interviewer asked is, well, what do you guys do besides scholarships? And we're like, well, we give out scholarship. Isn't that enough? <laughs> and it almost and it made us think like, well, what can we do? What mm-hmm. what are we missing? You know, if we can give more out to our community, let's do that. And that started with the scholarship um, workshop. So we basically have anybody, and you don't have to be a high school senior, but anyone that's interested in learning about the scholarship process can come. And it's a free event that we would host. We did we've done it at the YMCA before. Um, and then we've begun to do it virtual when COVID happened. And it, it's just an info session where people can learn and ask any questions because you'd be surprised, like something as simple as putting their name on an envelope. You would think you know, it's something you learn in school, but a lot of them didn't, had no idea. Like, how do I even write, you know, where does my name go? Where yeah. does the application get sent to? They had no idea where to put even the stamp. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just basic skills that you need for, for applying for an application, for a scholarship, um, how to fill out the application, what skills you need to do the interview. Um, so we've begun to do, to do that annually. And, um, you know, just trying to do uh, had cafecito uh, events. So where I talk to people in the community okay. to kind of be more connected and get engaged. Um, we've been trying to do a lot of different things to have more than just scholarships, to be more than just scholarships. Right. Yep. And uh, who's uh, talk about some of the supporters that uh, you have? How do we raise money? Who do we get money from? So we are blessed to have a lot of donors and sponsors. And I think people don't realize that any amount that you do is, is means a lot to us. So there's people like, I can only give $25 or I can only do, you know, $50. That's enough. Mm-hmm. And, and to realize that there's also companies that you work for that can match your amount. So um, never be, you know, embarrassed to do, you know, what you might feel is the minimal amount. We are grateful for any amount. Um, and then we have really large donors who come from big banks. You know, we have Newtown Savings Bank, Union Savings Bank, um, Savings Bank of Danbury, um, our 2022 Prime uh, Platinum sponsor, which is Eat Justice. Um, they all do great amounts of, of funding for us. Annually, and they basically dedicate to to our mission um, in the form of scholarships. So they just asked, you know, we would like a scholarship in our name, um, and and we do accept donors of that nature. So if you yeah. want a scholarship in your name, whether it's a family name or an organization name, um, we accept it and, and are greatly appreciative of it as well. Mm-hmm. And you've under your leadership, we've started to get grants. Yeah. So the grant process is. <laughs> Uh, I can only thank you, Paul, because being our treasurer of the organization, it's a lot of paperwork, right? So we get requests um, for financial documents and pages and pages of things that we we need to fill out, which it's okay because at the end of the day, if we're getting the funding that we need, I think it's worth taking, you know, whether it's a couple of hours to fill out the paperwork, it's worth it. Um, I think we actually have one that's due next week for Hmm. one of the grants that we got um, through the neighborhood CARES Act, I want to say. Um, So one of the things that the city of Danbury has provided us 
Um, so we we are definitely looking to push on that more. You know, there is money out there. It's just a matter of having the time and, and getting the resources to, to get it done. Yeah. So. And uh, what do you see? You've been president now for a year and a half, two years. I think we're coming close in May to three years. Oh, my god! Believe gosh. it or not, right? <laughs> so the first, basically, I took presidency over when COVID hit. So, um, yeah, I, 2020 yeah. and then 2023 will be three years. So mm-hmm. um, it doesn't feel that long. I feel like it hasn't been very long, but it might have been because of COVID. We weren't able to have too many um, in-person events. Um, so I did, you know, there was a moment of time where we had, you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to figure this out? Um, but I think once we are able to get back in person, we were able to get back in person. I was like, okay. We got this. We'll mm. figure it out. Um, it definitely comes with its challenges, um, but I think that overall, just excited to see you know how far we're going to be able to come and and just the learning process. This is all a learning process for me. I've never run an organization before, mm. um, so for me, it's definitely been. First of all, the experience has been great. Um, definitely learned how to be a better leader, and I'm still learning. Um, but I'm just overall excited to see where we're going to go because I know we're going to get far. Yeah. So you can stay for as president for another five years or so. Uh, <laughs> five years. I would love to. Honestly, I would love to. I think that um, the organization has so much potential. I think that I, I would love to be able to dedicate myself fully to it. Um, the challenge with being a president of an organization is that these are all volunteer roles. And I don't think many people realize that with nonprofits, majority of the time, it doesn't come with a paycheck. My mm. paycheck, I always said, is at the award ceremony. So when I see the students get the scholarships, that's my paycheck mm. for this. But if we're being realistic, you know, my nine to five takes up a lot of my, <laughs> my yeah. obviously my nine to five. And then to come home, I have two children and, and a home to take care of. So, um, Making the time for this nonprofit has been difficult, um, and I like to be 100% committed to something. So mm-hmm. if I'm going to give the organization something, it has to be my all. Um, so when I say, you know, I if I had any doubt of continuing pre- presidency, it's not because of um, my desire or passion for the organization. It's for my ability to not give it my 100%, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. <laughs> the, uh, you know, a big part of succeeding as president, I think, is being a, willing to dig in and work hard, as you said, because right. there is a lot of um, details and things that uh, the rest of the volunteers on the board don't think about or don't engage <laughs> in, right? I'm willing to give like 10% of myself to, uh, and that's good enough. <laughs> so um, the, uh, and luckily I don't, I will never, no one will ask me to be president of this organization. So I'm <laughs> you okay. never know. I mean, if I you know. offer, I, I might ask you. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, and that's one thing that's important. All the board is volunteers. Everybody who works with the organization is volunteers. There's nobody paid. Um, we have some expenses, like when we do the annual gala, mm-hmm. it's, you know, you have to rent the hall and pay for the food and stuff like that. But exactly. all the, uh, the majority of money goes to 
students right. in this form of scholarships. Absolutely. And I think that um, people, I know myself before being a part of the board, I definitely had an issue with just giving money out because I'm like, how do I know it's actually going to what they're saying it's going for? Mm-hmm. And being a part of this organization, I've learned, okay, maybe it's not 100% to scholarships, but I know that they're getting, you know, $28,000 of scholarships, right? Mm-hmm. So if my dollar donation and 25 cents goes to cover the cost for the gala of amazing food that I just had at the Amber Room, that's okay. I know the rest is going to the scholarship and it's not going into somebody's bank account, right? Because right. I'm not, you know, it's right. not coming to my bank account. It's not coming to any of your board members. It's 100% for the fundraising yeah. purpose. And there are overhead costs. And um, I wouldn't have known that if I wasn't a part of this organization that, you know, we do have to pay for storage and we do have to pay for to keep our website up and running. Um, there's a lot that goes into it, and oh, yeah. it's it's been a blessing. You know, it definitely changed my perspective on on nonprofits and gave me a, a an appreciation for for what people do and volunteers especially. Yeah, when we meet in person, though, we use a room for free here at Westcon, and we uh, at night, so no one, <laughs> we're not taking it from anybody. Right. We have a party once a year to for the board members. It's all potluck. We don't yeah. put any take any scholarship money for that. Exactly. <clears throat> and um, we've seen a lot of students help too, right? You see every year there's a lot of students, uh, just seen high school seniors who are, um, uh, I don't know, how would you describe them? They're um, uh, young, uh, energetic uh, kids out looking to. Yeah, I think, like I said, the the award ceremony is the most impactful for me. I think I I tell myself, like, I'm not going to wear makeup because I always end up crying, you know, because you see where these students are going. You know, they have so much, like, passion that is just in their eyes. And then even when we're notifying them, like, we this year we started to do it in person. Mm. And it was like, oh, my God, I was in hysterics with the mom at one, at one of them. And it's just because you see what the impact is and and they're going to go far. You know, these are future doctors. These are future, you know, nurses and and um school teachers. Yeah, the the amount of the variety that we have with the recipients is just is crazy. And the colleges they end up going to, it's just like you had no idea that if it wasn't for us, maybe they would have said, "You know, I can't mm-hmm. I can't go to that college because I can't afford it." Yeah. Um but I think we have such a great variety of, of students. And then to see them come back is where it, the impact is even better because a lot of, we have board members that are past recipients. Our platinum sponsor was a recipient. Um, we've had, um, you know, a lot of people that go to the gala and support mm-hmm. our past recipients. So it's it's their way of showing, you know, gratitude and, and how far they've been able to come as a result of the scholarship. So right. it's awesome. The I think it's a little less now than it was 20 years ago, but there are still people, I think, who say, hey, if you're going to give out scholarships, it should just be to everybody regardless of their heritage. <laughs> and what do you say about that? So I think that I know that there had come at one point some sort of like, well, this is discrimination. You know, you're only giving it to Latinos. Well, yes, we're a Latino scholarship fund, right? There's, I think because we are a minority, um, there aren't that many resources available for the Latinos, especially the ones that are maybe the ones that just didn't really know. But if you see Latino in front of something, you're more, you're going to be drawn to it. Mm -hmm. If you just see scholarship fund, maybe you're going to be like, well, I don't know. I might not qualify 
Um, but you see Latino, it becomes more personal. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, a lot of the families that do apply take pride in it being a Latino scholarship fund, something that we prim primarily do for Latinos. So I think with every scholarship, there is some sort of discrimination, whether, believe it or not, um, because it, it there might be like the Horde Foundation, right? They mm -hmm. have their, their requirements. Um, they have scholarships that are for just single mothers. They have scholarships that are just for, for vets. Like, there are all kinds of different scholarships. Mm -hmm. Ours just happens to serve the Latinos who are underserved in our community and our minority. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to um, be specific to who we're serving and it being yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. And the students, uh, people can look on the website, as you said, latinoscholarshipfund.com. Right. Yes. <laughs> and it's uh, and look for the requirements. But the schools also have them in their guidance offices. Have our applications. Yeah. So every year that we get the new application, we typically send it out to um, the guidance officer. Or the what are they called? Guidance officers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we'll typically email them. We have a full uh, Mailchimp list of of these um, schools. And we like to go in person. I know Jessica is a big part in, in being very involved and in making sure that the schools have everything they need. Um, whether that means dropping them off in person or sending them via email, we want to make sure every school that qualifies has the information that they need. Um, and I actually have my phone number. Our Google phone comes to my cell phone. Mm. So once the application is up, I'm getting all these phone calls from guidance counselors, like just making sure that we have everything we need. And I don't mind taking those calls, you know, even if I'm at my nine to five, it's, you know, I want to make sure that the students are getting what they need. Mm -hmm. And if that means taking away from my my time at work, that's OK, because if I could change just one person's life through this, um, it's all worth it for me. Yeah. And the. Um like you said, we serve Danbury, but also up in New Milford, Litchfield County, and all of Fairfield County. Mm -hmm. All of Fairfield County. So we, before, um, I think it was right before I took presidency, we actually opened it up, or maybe it was when I took presidency. It was just um, Greater Danbury, I believe, and New Milford. And then we're like, well, why don't we just open it up to all of Fairfield County? Um, because we were at a place where where we could, I would say, afford it. Um and only because we, we would be getting the support of other communities. So Bridgeport area, um, you know, we've we've been able to make connections there and mm -hmm. have gotten donors from there before. So we need to, if we're going to take their money, let's also serve them. Mm -hmm. um, so we open it up to Fairfield County and New Milford as a result. So you'll see uh, members of the Latino Scholarship Fund Board out in the community um, offering services and also fundraising, too. You're just at the Danbury Hat Tricks uh, game yeah. this last weekend, right? Yeah, so I think that was a very fun night. Um, we were able to do a 50-50 raffle, and the winner won $150, mm. and um, we sold some shirts there, and we met a lot of great people. Um, one of our board members, Maria, she introduced me to a few people as well, and I think it's always – I love meeting and networking with, with people, and not just for the sake of Latino Scholarship Fund, but for the sake of, like, knowing what we're doing mm -hmm. um, 
and this is me, I'm Allison, I'm, I'm a real person, just because I'm the president of the organization doesn't mean, you know, I'm too high up to speak to you. I want to talk to everybody, you know, anyone who has a question, anyone who wants more information, I'm here, I'm available. So I love to be able to put a face to, to the name and to be out there and get engaged with the community. Yeah. And the 50-50 raffle attracted some attention, but we got yeah. a chance to tell people, uh, educate people about that we're here exactly. and what uh, we're doing. That was, and it was a pretty good reception, I Yeah, thought. it was. I think that many people um, maybe like shy away from trying to dig deeper. They're like, oh, they're just here for the money. And honestly, if you don't donate, that's okay. You know, as long as you know, mm-hmm. Allison and and Maria and Paul are there and they represent LSF. I want you to remember that because when I'm out and I'm spending money at your businesses, understand that, you know, Latino Scholarship Fund also supports small businesses. And we do make that one of our focuses, especially with um, when people are donating at our galas, whether it's a gift card or it's a box or bag, chances are I'm going to go to your business because you supported mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you decide, you know, I'm not ready to donate, that's okay. But tell me who you are and where, you know, where I can find you and I'll show you my support just because that's that's how we operate. I mm-hmm. think, you know, we, we want to make sure everyone feels supported and especially the small businesses. So, yeah. Well, Allison Ruiz, the president of Latino Scholarship Fund, Thanks for joining us today and telling us about this great organization. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for being an awesome treasurer for the Latino <laughs> Scholarship Fund. You're amazing. <clears throat> I'm really kind of a half, uh, half. what do we call it, Pete? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> half not amazing, not quite amazing, you but are. I try to get it done. Listen, believe it or not, I feel like if... Uh, with those grants that we get, the request and, and the application, if I didn't have you, I would have been like, you know what? We could wait for next year. <laughs> <laughs> so thank goodness for you, for all your help and support. And I will be bothering you for help on our current grant coming. <laughs> so Thank you. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> uh, great. Good. Yay. You're serviceable. I'm serviceable. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, so let that be an inspiration to you, everybody. People can go out and change the world a little bit at a time, just like Alison Ruiz, who has other things to do too, but she's uh, squeezing in time to help kids go to college, including here at WestCon. Yeah, nothing like an inspirational person to uh, make you feel bad about all the things you're not doing in your own life. (laughs) Thanks, Alison. Yeah, that's right. We're nothing. (laughs) But... Be that as it may, I'm Paul Steinmetz, that's Pete Puccio, and this is at WCSU. Destiny will be back soon, and we'll see you next time. At WCSU is a production of WCSU Media, engineered by Peter Puccio and produced by Scott Volpe. Listen and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at WCSU Podcasts, and on the university's Facebook and Twitter pages. And feel free to reach out to us by email at podcasts at wcsu.edu. Thanks for listening.